You are listening to the Archery Maniacs Podcast. This is Remy Warren. I am Rihanna Carey. My name is Adam Foss. This is Paul Tetford, professional archer. Hey everyone, I'm Christy Titus, and you are listening to Archery Maniacs. We cover everything archery, from the hunting side to the tournament side, with stories, tips and tactics, gear reviews, and more. That helped my tuning game so much when I made sure that all my arrows were square. And I'm just staring into his eyes. Blood's dripping off of its tines. Mud is everywhere. The clarity these mavens offer is amazing. I'm just like Spider-Man, you know, on this rock. You know, just <laughs> laying there. Belly crawling in there and I can barely fit in there and I can hear the cat growling at me. So I put my hand on his shoulder and pushed him and we just ran at this elephant. In this episode, I cover whitetail season progressions, starting with hunting them in their early season feeding patterns through the rut and then back into some sort of feeding patterns for December and January. I hope you enjoy the show. Tonight's live podcast is brought to you by me, myself, and I. No, I'm just kidding you. Um, we are going to cover some things about finding deer and uh, things along that line. Because a gentleman named Greg Rushton, I believe is how you pronounce his last name, he reached out um, saying that he is a new hunter and is wanting to learn more about finding deer and locating deer and pattering deer and all that kind of stuff. Um, Disclaimer, disclaimer, I am not by any means the best hunter in the world or anything like that. There are a ton of people out there that do as good or a lot better than I do. Um, so all I can do is share my experience and, you know, things that have happened to me, both good and bad, and then, uh, you know, learn, you know, share what I've learned from other super successful hunters. Uh, so, you know, uh, by the way, the guy was, the guy's hunting whitetails, so that's what I'm going to talk about. Um, you know, hunting whitetails, there's, there's obviously like any deer, um, there's, there's seasons, right? So you have early season when you're hunting whitetails and that is when you are finding their patterns to feed, you're hunting food sources, trails to and from food sources and everything's like that. Um, and then it slowly gets to where the whitetails are dwindling and it gets to where they're going. They're coming into the food, at least mature bucks. Uh, it gets where they're coming into the food. Um, country boy. Awesome. I'm glad you got over your target panic, man. That's sweet. Um, so it finally gets to where the, the bucks are coming in later and later and later um, until you get to the rut. Um, you know, obviously there's pre-rut, rut, post-rut. And then you have late season hunting, uh, like December, January type hunts in which you start focusing on winter style, winter type of feed again. So it basically, basically early season, you are looking for traveled corridors and trails to and from their bedding area directly to the feed you know the bucks are obviously not looking to chase does or not doing anything like that um, some really key things that you want to be on the lookout for is early season is is even um, rubs on trees so if you're finding rubs early season that's a really good sign because that is where deer are spending their time to shed their velvet um which is 
where there's where that where you could potentially it could be a potential hang up spot so they're leaving their bedding area they're finding trees to scrape their velvet off and then they're going to the field or whatever food source they have so that's basically like their staging area and a staging area is a super important spot to find when you are hunting whitetails because uh that is the spot where they're going to hang up before dark so if you have a bunch of bucks that you had on camera this that and whatever and you cannot seem to you know say you set up your stand right next to the edge of whatever they're deemed as their food source um chances are it's dark by the time the deer get there well that's because you're hunting too far away from their bedding area and they feel safer going out into whatever type of food source it is in the dark so what you need to do is you need to move your blind or your stand or ambush point or whatever else closer to their bedding area and if you can find their staging area and like early season like i'm saying that's that's where potentially there could be rubs if you find a bunch of rubs or um if you know where they bed and you know where they're eating and you know what trail they're taking just set up closer to their bedding area just make sure that you're not going in and out of your stand in a, in such a way that is going to spook all the deer or they're going to smell you or whatever else you know also be super cautious of the wind um, and, you know, making sure that you're hunting that stand, you know, cause if you have it set up next to say it's 80 yards from their bedding area, I don't know. Um, you want to be really careful there. You're not sitting there with the wind blowing directly into their bedding area. Cause then obviously they're not going to come out. Right. So that's some stuff to focus on as far as early season goes. Um, the bucks are super patternable, probably the most patternable in the early season, um, which which makes for usually um, more consistent style hunting and everything like that. Um, you know, obviously you can hang trail cameras and all that jazz. Just be careful once again with your scent on the trail cameras. Um, whitetails and black bears have by far been the worst for smelling your scent on trail cameras in my experience smelling the scent on the trail cameras and then leaving the area or changing paths or whatever else so that's something to watch out for um if you are hunting early season out of a blind or a tree stand um Remember, you're going to have to cut shooting lanes, obviously, but you don't want to cut so much of the live tree out around you that you're then you can see your silhouette. Um, that's one thing that's really difficult about hunting in a tree stand early season is all the all the trees still have leaves on them. Um, and that that can make for very challenging shots and everything like that. So uh, just be mindful of that. Make sure and climb up in your stand and pick your shooting lanes and trim accordingly, but just don't trim so much that everything in your backdrop is gone and the deer can pick you out super easy. So, um, also is, you know, there's always going to be, for as long as hunters hunt, there's always going to be an argument of how high the tree stand should be. Uh, I think you should put the tree stand as high as you are comfortable to put the tree stand. You know, I myself like high, like very high tree stands. Um, hey, Ryan, what's happening? Thanks for joining, dude. Um, yeah, I, 
I just feel more comfortable in a high tree stand as far as whitetail, as far as your scent goes. Um, now you do have a different shot angle, but usually being higher, that allows me to have to diversify my shooting angles and my open spots to shoot at and everything like that. So I can have more than just one shooting lane. You know, for example, uh, if I am 10 feet, the brush in front of or Russian olives or whatever you're hunting. <laughs> I like the emoji, Ryan. The brush, uh, you know, 20 yards from the tree might be tall enough that you can't see over it. But if I'm 15 or 20 feet, I might be able to shoot right down to the base of the tree as well as over the Russian olives or whatever there's in front of you. I And then, like I say, you know, your scent is is also a lot higher, which is awesome. That's, that's a huge help. So then... You know, like I said, your deer start to transition and get away from being as patternable the closer you move to rut. They they start running the river bottoms, checking for early estrus does and doing all this kind of stuff. And that starts to get where the patterns from them going from bed to feed is starting to get disrupted. All right. And once they start getting disrupted, that's when your bucks start slowly becoming nocturnal until rut hits. They'll slowly become nocturnal and everything like that. And then it, then it's a real struggle because obviously you can't like, put a flashlight out over your over the edge of the field and hope that they stand under it and you feel like that's illegal right so you can't do that so once they go nocturnal it becomes very very difficult to hunt them that's when you have to be as close to their bedding area as possible without blowing them out and this is like october like 10th to like november 5th sometimes pre-rut hits in that early november stage but it seems like most rut hits like November 10th to November 27th or 25th or somewhere around there. So as the rut starts to hit, you need to be in inside corners of fields. Um, I'll explain what that is in a minute. You need to be in river bottoms, creek crossings, natural funnels, that kind of stuff, because you need to be in spots where the does are going to funnel because the bucks are going to be following. So what an inside corner is, is like say you have a a square field just like this right so an inside corner would be your wooded say your trees are going all the way around here well the chances of deer going here to here are not very good right obviously but the chances of the deer using this inside corner to travel are great so you want to put your stand here so that if they use the the brush or whatever else along the edge of the field, you're golden. But if they use this inside corner, which they're most likely to do, you're golden as well. <clears throat> and if you can situate this inside corner on a funnel that's on the back side of that inside corner, um, you're really going to be able to crush it, right? So let's say that there is the inside corner and then there's a creek that's going over here right? This right here would be a money inside corner because you have the field funneling them as well as the, the creek or river or whatever else. So that would be a money inside corner. Um, other things that you want to look for is great big clear cuts, things along those lines. Uh, cause d deer, 
Now, once they hit actual rut, once the freight f- the the rut is full swing on, those big bucks are actually going to drag their does out into the middle of the biggest field they can find, so that they can keep all the other deer away, right? Which that's why as soon as you know rut really hits it really is it's kind of counterintuitive because you're thinking you know i need to be in the woods and i need to be on these creek bottoms and this that and whatever but sometimes you have to be really really willing to change up your strategy because if you're in a tree stand and you see this duck or not a duck (laughs) you see this buck pull this doe out in the middle of this field then you really need to uh You need to be able to think on your feet. So if he drags his doe out in the middle of the field and he's tending her and all this stuff and they start working one way or the other, be mobile. Get out of your tree stand. Go down there. Do what you can to get in front of them. You know, Um, something that would work really well right there is if you have like a Montana decoy or something like that and you can slowly work your way towards the doe not towards the buck towards the doe because he's going to get aggressive and he's going to take a stance and he's going to try and prove his that he's bigger and badder than you so if you slowly work your way towards the doe um chances are that buck is gonna he's gonna stiff up and he's gonna come and be within bow range um you just it's really hard to just nail yourself into one spot during the rut however if you have some sort of pinch point or something like that that's really well traveled um like what we have here at our house for instance uh we have what we call the green belt it is literally two fields on both sides of a bunch of willows the does and the bucks run those willows like crazy so we would be okay setting up in the middle of those willows during the rut because the does are also running that bottom as well and it's so it's so it's i don't it might be 50 yards wide i mean it's small so there's a few big trees along there you could set up in one of those and you'd be able to shoot the entire width of the green belt so that is what you're looking to do as you are um as your deer in the rut now in the rut, some some things that I actually just learned from John Dudley today about it. Uh, he was talking about using utilizing rattling horns and grunt calls and all that kind of stuff. And you know, those are tools that can be super useful any time of the year, but especially during the rut. A few keys that he mentioned is you really want to make sure that if you grunt at a deer, the deer is not looking towards you or at you because like any other animal they can pinpoint and as soon as they realize that is coming from the top of the tree they're gonna be like yeah that's obviously not a deer same with rattling so if you grunt and the deer looks and he starts coming your way as soon as he looks the other way would be your opportunity to grunt again uh same with rattling horns except for rattling horns he said are a lot more for longer distance calling and once you do some sort of rattling sequence, uh, you want to wait up to 30 minutes before doing any kind of movement or anything like that, because the chances of a buck coming in and standing there and looking for movement is extremely good once they hear a rattling sequence. Okay, so as the rut starts to fade out and the big bucks go back into like survival mode and they're back away from everything like that, um, 
they start to pull away from every other deer. You know, they don't go into bachelor herds. They don't do this, that, and whatever. They pull away from every other deer and they go nocturnal and they become, you know, reclusive. And the best way to hunt them then is to find where they bed and set up on their bedding area or as close to it as possible. And then as the seasons start to move into late season, so December, January, um, you could have some some uh, late rut at the very beginning of December. Um, but as when rut is over, you are going to start focusing back on hunting food sources. Okay, so like there might be three days to a week right after the rut where those where those bucks are like all on survival mode and they stop showing themselves and do whatever they can to get away from everything and like hibernate, not really hibernate, but you get what I'm saying. And then they go back into being patternable deer and you can start hunting them on food sources again, winter food sources. So you want to be focusing on, I mean, obviously if you only have several food sources on the farm you hunt or whatever else, focus there. But if you have an option, you want to be focusing on the food sources that are the highest in protein and energy and everything like that because it is freaking cold. So the, you've got to the deer are going to eat whatever they can to have as much energy as possible and stay as warm as possible. So, you know, that's, that's kind of the progression that you can hunt your whitetails and you can find your whitetails. Um, I will say that like January and February is a great time to go and find travel corridors because most places there's snow on the ground that time of year and you can go and you can really really map out where the good trails are and everything like that Um, but other than that I don't I don't do a whole lot of walking around where they bed and everything like that because I just I don't want to blow them out so there you have it that is kind of the whitetail progression Uh, really appreciate everybody tuning in does anyone have any questions or something along those lines that I might be able to help with before I leave the show going once going twice sold no I'm just kidding anyways thank you all for joining in seriously appreciate it I hope this helps some of you Um, once again I am not like the all-world hunter or anything like that. I've shot a few good bucks with my bow. Super passionate about it. And I love learning from people that are exceptional hunters. So I'm just sharing things that have happened to me um, and things I've learned from them to hopefully help you guys out. So anyways, thank you all for tuning in. And I hope you all have an awesome evening. Thank you for tuning in to the show. It means a lot to us. But seriously, though, I really appreciate your ear, and it would mean the world to me if you would rate our podcast. If you didn't like it, one star it, but if you did, a five is even better. Don't forget to comment, like, share, and hit that subscribe button. Thanks again for tuning into the show. Some other podcasts that you should definitely check out are Eastman Elevated with Bride and Barney. And Hunt Harvest Health with Ryan and Hillary Lampers. And a special thanks to... Maven Optics, Six Sight Gear, Dark Energy Tech, Shield Mountain Outdoors, The Outdoor Insiders, 
Iron Mind Hunting, Valkyrie Archery, and Gannet Ridge Sporting Equipment.